about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> Honey, what are we doing? It's almost midnight on Sunday. Is it midnight yet? What time is it on my phone here? It's 11.42. We have 18 minutes to midnight. The show airs, who cares, airs every morning at 5 a.m. And here we are, five five hours away from airtime. This is ridiculous. What the heck are we doing here? Why do you sound like such a dad right now? Because I'm trying to get my own energy up. Are we both in the shot? I don't know why I'm recording oh, video, but oh, just God. in case. Oh, God. Just in case, honey. What are you up to right now? <sighs> Regretting every decision today. Hold my hand. Don't regret it. Don't regret it. I'm not regretting every decision, but now I'm tired. Oh. I'm packed, but I still need to shower. Because where are you going? Costa Rica. Costa Rica, haven't you heard about Costa Rica? <laughs> and I still need to write a bio for this episode, and I don't know how my brain is going to do, do it. that. I'll do that. Are you sure? Yeah, it's fine. Who cares? I love our guest, and you will love her too, everybody. I, it was a great man, show. Man, 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 you will love her. She's an angel sent from above, from across the ocean. That's right. She's That's one of our straight. first fans. She was a fan of the show. I know. And it's like, we're a fan of hers. And like, she like actually has like fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This may be our most accomplished guest. I mean, no shade. No, 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 no. We can't say such things like that. But she is a, she's a public figure. Yes. She's the president of the United States of America, everybody. Welcome, Mrs. Donald Trump. Yes. <laughs> Could you imagine a Mrs. Donald Trump? He's yeah. Like, it's that cat woman that we call the first lady. Oh, yeah. No, but him, like if he was... Re if he was the first if, gentleman. If he, went tra if he tra transitioned. If he transed. If he transed over... Today to is today is actually the trans day of visibility. Oh yes. So let's not diminish it by <laughs> saying oh. Donald Trump transitioning. Yeah. Nobody wants him. Uh, well, we love trans people. Uh, we, we see them, we mm -hmm. honor them, and we appreciate them. And it, it is kind of crazy when you think of this generation of trans people. They are really pioneers, and uh, I think it's really cool that a day like this exists. Yes. So, uh, in all sincerity, happy Trans Visibility Day. Yes, absolutely. We love and support you, uh, and we see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's too late to be, like, I... You don't want to have a hot riff sesh right now? I am passionate about these things, but I am... I've already cried. Oh, no, we've said enough about Trans Visibility Day. I know, but I'm saying, like... If this was at a different hour of the day, yeah, I would really be spirited in uh -huh. the celebration. But instead, I'm booking New Jersey transit tickets before midnight mm -hmm. to go on my privileged vacation that I had a mental breakdown about today. Oh, yeah, that was fun. You had a good cry. Yeah. Do you want to tell our listeners about that? You know, it's the same old story, everybody. It's just... Uh, Finances, being an adult, trying to figure it out, 
do I deserve this trip? It's already paid for. So what's the point in asking such questions? Yada, 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 yada. yada. <laughs> and mostly just the, this, uh, this 12 step program that I'm in for money is just very challenging. And, uh, I'm a newcomer, which means that, uh, you know, a lot of things are coming up. A lot of things are coming up. I'm being really challenged. I've been here before with alcohol and booze, mm -hmm. uh, but this is a very different experience for a multitude of reasons that I won't get into at 11.45 yeah. p.m. Well, the I guess in a general way, one way to say is when you're a newcomer in any kind of recovery program, uh, it's not just you entering the program. It's also your good friend, Angie Anxiety. Oh, she is. Yes, she's on red alert. She's like, oh, Ross, you trying to get better? Oh, my God. She is who was in the car with me. <laughs> she was like 100% passenger. What do they call that? Backseat driving. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, Ross, what are you, what are you doing buying supplies for this trip? Are you, what are you, crazy? You don't got money. You're in yeah. that program. You don't got money. What buddy. would your sponsor say? Don't treat yourself to anything. Oh, you got a facial today because you got fucking skin issues and your neck and your jaw are all fucking locked up. No, you don't need to spend money on things like that. You're yeah. about to go to Costa Rica, which you also don't deserve. Because you're never going to make more money. All the money no. you have right now is all the money you'll ever yes. have. So yes. why do you think you should spend more? Yes. Yes. Is this too real? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going into like stress sleep mode. Um, but let's get back to the sunshine of our lives. Georgia Lupi. A Georgia Lupi. Which is uh, you know, mildly offensive that we're saying it in like a cartoonish Italian accent, well, but it's just fun. Yes, it is. She is Italian, so we're going to just do that accent for a moment, and then you'll get to hear her accent, that lovely speaking voice she has for... I think we spoke for a little bit over an hour. So, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to it. Uh, I guess I just want to throw out real quick if yeah, you're in hun, New York what are City, you up to, hun? if you're in New York City, anybody, <laughs> I'll try to talk through these yawns into the mic. Oh, I annoyed you. No, I don't care. Um, I don't fucking care. Monday, April first, April Fools. Shout out to Jonesy. Happy birthday, <gasps> my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law, your mother, your birth mother. Yes, it's her birthday. My birth mother. Yes tomorrow um but i'm also performing stand-up comedy in new york city's west village wow. at the slaughtered lamb pub oh don't get me started 8 p.m show at the slaughtered lamb i think it's 8 p.m anyway nobody's gonna come i'm just practicing saying these things on the podcast for when eventually people do care yeah exactly uh, and they will sure yeah who, <laughs> uh, who cares right now i care yeah. Probably a few other people. Yep. You made some new fans on the road. You don't know. Yeah, I got some fans. Actually, somebody from the Jamaica trip uh, did email asking when I'm going to be at Mohegan Sun because they live up by Mohegan Sun. Amazing. I won't be there. I'm going to be at a movie theater show with Jacob Williams on Wednesday, April 17th. Uh, that's in, it's near Fairfield. I can't remember the name of the town, but I'll get more info for next week's podcast about that. Uh, and yeah, I was out in, uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota this weekend for the NACA conference. It was great. This morning I woke up at four 30 in the morning 
to fly back home with some ham sandwiches in my bag. <laughs> and I got back into the apartment and I had a ham sandwich that was made in St. Paul, Minnesota. And you added uh, an egg to it. And I added an egg right on top. It was great. You love that. I'm so proud of myself that I've learned to grocery shop on these trips and have some like real just like cheapskate meals instead of eating out all the time. I mean, it's mostly ham sandwiches, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I had <laughs> no, I had uh, I had kombuchas. I had some yogurts. Uh, I had some ham sandwiches. I had some granola bars. It's very carb heavy. It's not great on the greens, but yeah. uh, I ate as many salads as I could during there were one meal a day was provided by the conference. Mm. So I ate a lot of greens. Um, and then I just, you know, drank about 40 gallons of coffee every day because I wasn't sleeping well and I had to power through. Um, then you got to the vicious cycle of like pounding coffee, not sleeping well, pounding coffee, not sleeping well. It's like the two are related. Dude, man, it's nuts. And when you're sleep deprived <laughs> and over caffeinated, I felt straight up drunk at one point. I was like, I. Yeah. 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 Man. I felt Strapped your run. Dude, man. Man. Like, who spiked my Folgers, man? <laughs> uh, that was a pity laugh you gave me, and I'll sing it. I should fo- we should force ourselves to do a delirious show right now. Just power through a whole hour no, of this. Just no, to see no, just no. to see you just to see you devolve into a puddle of <laughs> my eyes sludge aren't even open on the floor. All right, well, let's get to the episode. Um, yes, because I that was lovely. The show, the episode, you mean? The interview coming yeah, up. Yeah, it yeah, was so lovely. Let's get to that. Yeah. Because that was lovely. Yes. You get it? I don't really know what you're you're talking I'm about right now. That was lovely as opposed to like what is transpiring right now. Oh, this is great. This is a hit. This is an instant <laughs> classic. <laughs> Uh, but this person is a fan. She's a fan of our, our favorite friend Roomba. So I'm going to have Roomba introduce the episode. Um, Jace, 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 yes, I am here. I am so excited for this Who Cares podcast. This guest is so, uh, so beautiful, so smart and intelligent and, uh, emotionally capable and, uh, (laughs) and accomplished and Italian. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome, you welcome, we all welcome to the Who Cares about Ross and Patrick Mies. Georgia Loopy. I'm not happy with how that sounds or came out, but what her name? No, Roomba. No, it I, I can't good. figure it out. It sounded good. All right, guys, enjoy the interview. We love you. <laughs> no, you're ending it after that. You're ending it after you say. Nope, we're ending it right now. We're ending <laughs> it right now. All right, enjoy. Thanks for listening. Well, hey, ladies, it seems like I'm the one person who hasn't done yoga today. <laughs> I think that's true. Did you both do yoga? We yeah. did. Yeah. 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 Not together, but yeah. But probably the same time. 10 a.m. 
10 15. <laughs> wow, your universes were aligned. Yes. yes. We're also wearing pink. Patrick, sorry. Oh, yes. Man. I, Did yeah, you get the not, memo? Yeah, I'm not as comfortable as uh, colorful as the two of you. <laughs> hey, you don't have any pink in your closet. I feel like that's maybe something we could introduce. Well, I keep that stuff hidden in the back of the closet. Oh. That's that's where the pink stuff is. Interesting. In the bottoms of drawers. <laughs> okay, well, but that's talk. another episode. That is another episode. I want I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Georgia, we're so glad you're here. Thanks for coming all the way down yes. to Bushwick. Thank you. I'm from really excited. Greenpoint, right? Willingsburg. Oh, okay. Well, my office is in Greenpoint, but I live in Willingsburg. Oh, gotcha. Okay. okay. And before that, Italy, right? Italy, sure. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> uh, north or south? The center Amazing. of Modena, which is like technically north center, yeah. is, my, is close to my hometown. So it's the biggest city that is close to my hometown. But then I lived in Milan for four years before moving here. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Amazing. Take us back a little bit. Mm. Like... Like so you, 36 years. <laughs> yeah. Are we the exact same yeah. age? Love no, it. No, I'm the exact same age with Patrick, I oh, believe. Okay. Yeah. I just, just turned 38 on Wednesday. Oh, no, yeah. So say, oh, my God, I'm 37. I'm not 36. <laughs> yeah. You know when your mind stops at a certain age? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, right. Well, you have think. to keep closer uh, in touch with the data of your own life. <laughs> Yeah. Really? Thank you, you, Patrick. That's a good suggestion. You have to keep keep your graphs and barcodes and yeah. oh my uh, God. God. We'll, out of we'll my get, realm. We'll get into we'll get into we'll all get that. Into that. Uh, yeah, um, sure. I was born in Italy in a tiny village, like a town with like fifteen thousand um, individuals. Um uh-huh. that felt really I would say now from New York, um, in the middle of nowhere in uh-huh. the sense that yeah. there was no train and if you wanted to go to a city, well you needed to have a car of course, but before before then, when I was like 16, um, yeah, you couldn't really reach the city. It's not mm. that it was easy. So yeah. I've always felt that life uh, was somewhere else. Mm. Uh, and I don't want to get like already deep into that. But it, it's a, it's an interesting experience to be born and raised in a tiny rural, you know, town yeah. in Italy. Uh-huh. Um and feeling that your life should be somewhere else. Uh-huh. That's that's the thing that I remember, really. Yeah. Um, I relate to that actually a lot. I mean, even though I grew up in Connecticut, which mm-hmm. is not uh, quite as exotic, but <laughs> it, yeah, I had that same exact feeling really where like life was going on somewhere else. Yeah. Well, and you got like kind of interesting tastes of what New York City was like because your dad was so into yeah. New York and he would bring you here. Yeah, I got a lot of tastes of the big city. So the the city for you was New York. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. From a very young age. And my parents kind of had like a romanticized relationship mm-hmm. with it too because they were from like nowheresville mississippi Mm. uh so they kind of in like bestowed that level of like this magical place you know but then you know you end up back in connecticut or the center of italy and you're like "Mm, i mean i guess yeah (laughs) and like and, and my experiences with new york city were never like uh, let's go seek culture. Let's go like, cause like, your dad was into music and yeah. stuff. Like we would drive down to go to Yankee games in the <laughs> Bronx, which, uh, which is cool. Yeah. And, and I'm glad we got to have those experiences, but usually it ended up with us lost on the way home. Oh, no. My poor mom, not knowing where we were in the Bronx, <laughs> like, oh a, a, a person who should just not, not be yeah. alone, uh, mm. with three small kids. Before uh, smartphones. Yeah. Also. This is before yeah. smartphones. Phones, GPS. It's just my poor mother driving in circles. Yeah, holding yeah. up maps, blocking the windshield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As you did. Yeah. Uh, so wait, what were the cities near you? Was would that be Rome and Milan? Or? Uh, so the t- 
let's say, the cities that I consider cities that were, cl- were closer was Bologna, Modena, and Ferrara. Not that you uh-huh. should know about them at I all. know Modena, <laughs> Modena just from, uh, isn't that where all the best, like, balsamic vinegar comes from? Yeah, balsamic vinegar, from? but yeah. also the luxurious cars like Ferrari, Lamborghini oh. are from there. Wow. Not that I've ever owned one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So these were the three, like, immediate uh, close country. But then it was sort of, like, in between Milan and Florence uh-huh. uh, as a range. In between, I would really say in between Milan, Florence, and Venice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but where it, did you visit? Like, did you go to one particular city a fair amount growing up? Mm, so, that's an interesting question. I feel that Modena was the one yeah. that was closer, but really, um, we didn't travel so much as yeah. I was young. Uh, I am an adult. I'm an only child. My parents with, were both only children. Oh, so wow. super tiny family. Yeah. Uh, I was also like an only grandchild. I used to spend a lot of time with my grandparents. Mm. Uh, I felt that my childhood was really very locally, like, mm. yeah, eradicated there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. I'm older too. Yeah. Like not around a lot of people your own age. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Were uh, you a very, and you must have been a good student, I'm mm. assuming. <laughs> Why do you assume so? <laughs> Better than us. Uh, I'm gonna say the glasses. Oh, this is okay. this is just stereotypes. This is based on stereotypes. This is, this is called poor sight. All <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Uh, well, just just because uh, when we met, we met at a yoga retreat, yeah. uh, which was such a special weekend. That yeah, we, really special. Yeah. We I feel like I've made friends for life there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you have a, I mean, well, it's interesting too. us. I, I'm like the kind of person I hear an accent. I'm like, wow, they're really smart. <laughs> uh, and they have I'm poor, like, and you're communicating so well in English, my God. And they have poor vision. So they must be really smart. Uh, and short hair. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I mean. And of course your profession and your art is just mm. so, it's so, um, it's unique. just so unique and cool and interesting and uh, academic and, imp- mm. and just impressive. So. I'm curious about uh, elementary school. Were you yeah. were you just always doodling, and were you a loner because you were an only kid, or seventy five questions you asked? Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> no. <laughs> but man, this is all this is all very interesting, and uh, well, it's also interesting that you say, "Oh, I hear an accent and I feel very smart," whereas I'm trying to lose my to lose my accent very badly, even though it's impossible. Really? Because yeah. as you as you you know learn how to speak English when you're an adult, it's really hard. To yeah, yeah. I bet. yeah. Anyway, that's for another part of the conversation. But yeah, um, so I wouldn't say that I was a really good student. I've always been like on the high average, but mm-hmm. never really studying so much mm-hmm. I was pretty obsessed by the things that I liked to do which yeah. were drawing all the time mm-hmm. I was um, I spent a lot of time doing dance so ballet and then contemporary oh, dance yeah. and then oh, playing right. the piano yeah. so I would say the extra curricular type of activities I was really drawn into them mm-hmm. but um, I always like to to say this an anecdote that my grandmother my late grandmother brought up and my mom sometimes still bring up that I used to spend a lot of time when I was a child in my uh, grandmother's tailor shop so she mm. was a seamstress oh. and what I did what I would do is like I went through all of her belongings like buttons ribbons threads mm. that she had very clearly organized in a way that was really you know useful for her mm. and I would like lay it all down and then um, you know change the order for <laughs> size for you know collar or even yeah. you know 
know if the buttons had two or four holes uh-huh. and then I would like draw tiny labels for people to understand yeah. what to read it. Like, I was kind of really obsessed by yeah. rules and sizes order. and colors. Yeah. Order that had a logical sense yes. and uh-huh. that could be reordered. And that anyone else could probably have an easier time understanding like kind of universally understandable yeah besides the fact that my grandmother had her own way to organize right. it that made yeah. sense for her job right. 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 right and i was you know yeah, yeah. introducing an element of cows but <laughs> <laughs> so it was not a prank like you weren't pranking her you thought you were helping um i think i, I think i thought i was helping i was really just fascinated by all of these colors and like yeah. characteristic of these things that um yeah. so i and really right now in retrospect, I feel that there was already a data element there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. But driven by aesthetics, it sounds totally. like. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Were you ever able to convert her to your system? I don't believe so. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no. she, that's that's cool. But that that's an art too. Actually, that brings up an interesting connection is that your grandmother was an artist with fabric. She was very creative. And, and yeah. with cool. clothing and it's a art that's useful it's pragmatic and hmm. you it has a lot of utility uh that's very true i she has been the creative muse in my life hmm. because she um she was a particular kind of seamstress and i remember what that was her name what was her first name uh prima which prima. is like first right yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was like first and because you know why because she was born on january 1st and oh. so back then probably oh. there was not enough like fantasy to yeah <laughs> that's so cute though yeah, i love that yeah yeah um and so i do remember that she used to make like really interesting pieces of clothing and dresses even out of like tiny pieces of fabric so mm. she would like rather than having like a huge thing and cutting it all out and wasting stuff because she was like a post-war mentality mm-hmm. mm. she used to kind of like use tiny pieces and assemble them together and that felt really creative to me yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure and that's part of your aesthetic too is it does feel like a, a mosaic of information converted into actual mosaics often wow yeah um, that's an interesting observation yeah so have you <laughs> have smart you, too yeah. have you done any <laughs> any pieces about her specifically or about family any um, any kind of like micro projects that pertain to your own life well, the the project that um you know probably I'm most known for among the ten people that know my work <laughs> um, is this like per- year of personal documentary that I did with a a person that I didn't know at the time, but then became my friend, where we got to know each other by exchanging personal data collection every week. And in that fifty two weeks of personal data collection, there have been uh, weeks where I would reflect on my family and you know yeah parents type of situations and grandparents and also times where I would record the interaction that I had with them so yeah and you know after five years already after the project well that thing that now became a book but like you know that pieces um of data visualizations that i have bring so many memories so it's really a very particular year like 2014 2015 in my head because i have so many memories about it because i tracked it and i recorded it so yeah that's so cool that is that's beautiful yeah so in in our intro to this episode i did my best job Mm -hmm. we did our best job (laughs) of setting up who you are and the work you do so we we will have we haven't recorded it yet (laughs) but full disclosure it's gonna happen after for (laughs) listeners uh for, li- for the listeners, I probably, 
I would love to hear in your own words, how would you describe to somebody, if you just met them at lunch, mm. how would you describe data visualization and the work that you do? Sure, that's a tricky thing. And I have like many different ways that I try to do it, depending on like the, the gaze and the faces that people give me back. Mm-hmm. If it's like completely <laughs> like staring, <laughs> like, okay, charts, like financial charts. But, so I define myself as an information designer, which means that I work with information, qualitative and quantitative and that you can call data. Uh, And I shape the ways that people interact with this information through visual representation. So that's the the formal thing, which means that I design diagrams and maps and maps that don't necessarily have a geographic background to represent data of different kinds. And that could be either for artistic projects, but also for design projects. And the type of clients that I with my company work with vary from like the healthcare industry, Mm. IT companies Mm -hmm. or museums, organizations. So it's really very transversal, meaning that we are not expert in one specific field, but we do work with experts in the field to help them visualize what they have. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that. I got most of that. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's so as you're describing that and I'm picturing this conversation happening across a desk during a job interview or a pitch meeting or whatever, I'm, I feel so grateful and lucky that I met you. I know, you know, I never had that interaction with you in a business Mm -hmm. setting. We met in a beautiful home upstate New York for a yoga retreat where my first impression of you, I believe, I don't really remember exactly where we met, but I remember so many of your drawings from that weekend mm. and you anytime we were all kind of having downtime, you had your sketch pad in your lap and you're just drawing these beautiful contour portraits mm. of of humans, of other people there. And they're so realistic and you have such a cool style that everyone should look at on your oh, Instagram. You. Which, what, what's <laughs> yeah. your Instagram? Oh, Georgia Lupe. <laughs> at, yeah. at Georgia Lupe. Uh, we'll link to that and everything. Yeah. But so my first mm-hmm. um, impression of your work was your art and, and the way you see the world with just images uh, and lines. And I think ink was is yeah. what you use or whatever. But uh, and now now that I after we got to know each other that weekend and you shared some of what you do and the more I've observed what you do, it's so cool to see such a uh, soft edged, like beautiful, loving form of like drawing that you do mixed with these like very cold mm-hmm. numbers and facts and figures. And, uh, it's just such a neat thing that you take these very complicated things and make wow. them, uh, understandable. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Patrick. That's very flattering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I feel, I feel it's a really interesting space, like in between numbers and images, like logic and intuition. And uh, that's really what I like about mm-hmm. data and data visualization. But that's very true what you said. I um, I always need to be drawing and it's my way to process what's happening. Mm-hmm. And even, mm-hmm. you know, especially with the friends that know me better, that mm-hmm. I can really be very confident, even if we are out at dinner or like, you know, having a coffee, I'll, I'll sketch something that really doesn't mean that I'm paying less attention. Mm-hmm. I'm actually paying more yeah. attention mm-hmm. as a way to uh, really be fully there. And I remember that Ross, you and I were speaking about the fact that you also needed like be doing things mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, and I feel like the same. Yeah. It's hard for me to just like stay you know, put yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if, if this podcast gets too boring, I'll, I'll pass this notepad over <laughs> yeah, to yes. you and you can draw something. <laughs> I was about to steal it from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the, and the other thing I would add to your elevator pitch that I, you kind of, 
kind of touch on in your TED talk. Do you which, need some unsolicited <laughs> advice about your elevator pitch, please? By the way, I'm an expert with elevator pitches. Uh, and also, I think I love the fact that we're talking to a TED talker right now. Yeah, you're like, you know uh, what? I've got, there's some room for improvement. And yeah. I've got some suggestions. You have, you, you showed taking up. taking notes now. You showed up. By the way, you're the first guest that have shown up uh, give, gifting us two of your published books. Yes. Uh, that is very cool. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. What are those called? Drawing? The first one is Dear Data. Dear Data? Uh, oh, yeah. Dear Data, yes. Yeah, and, and that's based on the postcard project. Exactly. And then the other one is? Observe, Collect, Draw, which cool. is more for people to learn how to do it. Um, but I don't want to publicize my books here. I, <laughs> no. Uh, no. We're, I mean. no. We're, uh, we're bragging. We're publicizing okay. yeah, that yeah, we yeah. get I'm to like, hang out with you. This is like a really big deal guest, everybody. Yeah. So uh, a boring guest. <laughs> no, what I started to say is that I love in your TED Talk just the simple example of like how many presentations have you sat through where there's a bar graph and then a mm. pie chart and then a line graph and these numbers and axes that like you're just supposed to like glance at and understand and usually it just puts people to not actual sleep because it's boring but uh if you're like me when i'm in an environment where i can't grasp the subject mm. and then some graphs are being thrown at me and somebody's talking too much about it i just get overwhelmed and i feel dumb and i kind of want to shut down and your 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 work with I'm trying to remember to say data visualization is like <laughs> so much more interesting to look at. It's still challenging. Like I was trying to uh, understand the environmental one that's up in Milan yeah. at the museum. I was I was reading the article. I read it a couple times. Oh, thank you, Patrick. And then I, and then I went <laughs> that's to a your, dense one. <laughs> and then I went to your site and I read your the, your version of the explanation of it. And I was like, this is really cool looking. Uh, Anyway, I don't want to get too far ahead of us well, here. But also but, what's yeah. interesting I, on that same idea is like, even if, you know, us simpletons don't understand the data, <laughs> there's still something really beautiful to look yeah. at, right? And that is a really interesting way to interact with this thing that maybe like I see, you know, a pie chart or a graph or something. And my brain is like, well, you definitely don't understand what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like, even if I could, I just, my brain but is like, no, never that's mind. That's a really important point. I do feel that in my work, beauty and even like unconventional type of representations mm-hmm. can really be a powerful trigger for mm-hmm. people to get interested. And then, yeah. you know, you can either spend a lot of time as, as you did, Patrick, to be like, okay, I really want to understand what's behind it because there's always a legend that mm-hmm. goes with my work. But, but that's a lot of work, you know, I require engagement for mm-hmm. that. But even if you only, you know, look at this, like, for example, wallpaper of data that is like intricated and then you see that there's a legend, at least you understand that there's information behind mm-hmm. it. And yeah. so at least you understand that if you wanted, you could go and get some knowledge out of that. But otherwise, it's hopefully still a beautiful experience and you yeah. start to understanding that you can produce like design material with data yeah and the one the one thing that i like about my work and i'm borrowing um, a sentence from a designer from the new york time uh sean cartner that always say that a data visualization should be compelling either for a bart simpson of the world and for a lisa simpson of the world oh funny so yeah <laughs> you could like see a data visualization and be like oh i just want a quick fix and like yeah it's cool i go yeah. away but yeah. with the same piece because there's data behind it a lisa simpson might be wanted to nerd out in the details. <laughs> I really like that layer type of yeah. that's, that's such a great way of saying it. And that metaphor is so such a good metaphor in context of your work because mm. you're taking a complicated idea and making it 
as yeah. simple as possible to uh, understand quickly. Um, and well, that makes even... you very much an honorary American that mm-hmm. you uh, love a Simpsons <laughs> metaphor. Yeah, yeah, totally. I also, before we get back to your life story, which I yeah, absolutely yeah, yes. want to get back to because you give interviews about your work all the time, right? <laughs> We're, we want the, the, real, the real story of Georgia. Real Georgia. Cool. Um, but I think that there's something really important too about like, what you do is kind of feminine too, mm-hmm. right? Like in this sort of numbers driven world that feels like very masculine and is it right brain or left brain that's scientific and mathematical? I think I think they would say right brain, but I don't know if that's like a real thing or yeah. not. Yeah, I don't know. know. If it's scientific of it's more like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever, yeah. the science right. side, yeah. <laughs> which is associated with like more masculine attributes that you're like merging these two things and being like, this stuff can be beautiful and interesting and yeah. engaging. And and also, I think there's something feminine about, like, wanting to engage with somebody in that way, too. Like, bringing them in as opposed to, like, either get it or you don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? I totally agree. And this yeah. is why I feel that um, I try to also... And depending on the context, I mean, if I'm designing a report for the United Nation, well, sure. you know, it's a different thing. But in the more speculative work that I'm doing, I try to use worm type of techniques and materials exactly because I feel that otherwise people can get uh, kind of like intimidated by data. And as you both said, feeling like, oh, I don't understand. I don't have the means. But if you see something that feels more like a drawing mm-hmm. or an art mm-hmm. piece, you are more drawn to that. So totally, Ross, to your yeah. point, I, I try. No, it's great. Get the, get the feminine in there. Yeah. The divine feminine, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> so how did this happen? So how did you go from yeah. grandma's workshop? Mm-hmm. And how old were you when you were sneaking around I feel like reorganizing for her? Four, five, six. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So grade school, you I assume the drawing came early. Yeah, it did came early and I always I mean, yeah, I do remember myself drawing like everywhere, even like on walls in my uh-huh. room or stuff. Drawing came early. But I mean, I should also say I was not a great like art student. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember having like such good grades in mm. art classes. Uh, it was more my way of drawing. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel that. It, it has always been a companion, like a friend for me, mm-hmm. rather than something that was related to school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you ever go to art school or no, anything like that? No, no, no. Oh, wow. I, uh, I have a master in architecture. So, at, oh, you know, okay. college, I'm an architect, um, but I've never like built any houses. And before that, in high school, was it was... Was this in Italy where you went to It was to in architect- Italy, yeah. So uh, a lot of domes, I assume. Do they, <laughs> do they only teach the dome? Oh, yeah. I've been drawing only domes for five years. <laughs> for, like, as you do because of course you can build a new dome tomorrow right, right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah no <laughs> <laughs> I just have to I have to make things understandable for sure, myself yes. sure <laughs> well so first university and then off to masters and that was all in Italy yeah well in your um say in the Italian system especially when like more than 10 years ago you only had like you didn't have like a bachelor and a master it was all a master so only five years right now there's a distinction in many places and you could do like three plus two but at the time it was at 18 years old you would just like sign up for the next five years wow (laughs) yeah it was like a lot i mean it was a commitment and it's not it's not like the american like liberal studies type of thing it's like I'm signed up for this degree yeah. and this is what I'm studying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, it has its pros and cons. I believe that, you know, your system of being flexible to be like, I have three years of this thing and then it can completely change uh, leads to much more interesting paths and developments. Um, and a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no. So I signed up for architecture, and you know, at the time, and you know, bringing it back to life um, yeah. and what was going on in my mind, I um, was at a fork in my life when mm-hmm. I was eighteen. Before I decided, I don't know, it was like eighteen or nineteen when you decided to go to college. Because um, again, as I mentioned, I was really involved with dance, and at the time, I was thinking of becoming a professional dancer because mm-hmm. you know it You're was all my it. world. <laughs> yeah. She's petite. She's flexible. I'm flexible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it came that that came very natural to me, and I applied for a um, a dance school in Mont- Montpellier, France, mm-hmm. uh, and I got accepted. I mean, I got in, but uh, then I really I remember that at that moment I felt. I don't want to bet all of my future mm. in my body. And I yeah. feel that there's something else that I could do and dance and movement could, could always be a part of my life. Yeah. But um, I really remember the sensation after I got in to be like, that's exciting, but it's very scary. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel um, yeah. that that's the best use of my time. And, and if you, and, if you yeah. did do that, you would now be in your like 12th year of retirement. Exactly. From dance. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was, yeah. I'm glad that I didn't. <laughs> and did did your parents or anybody, were they encouraging you to be more sensible or was it all you were really... They've been very open with me, um, really, really open and supportive, but they were challenging me to say, yeah. you know, think about the future because right now this feels a more compelling thing. You know, you need to think about how you want to live your life and also and also the dance environment. I mean, it's very competitive. It's very, it's not, I mean, it's not granted that if you study with the scholarship, you'll end up in theaters and so you know i feel that they um were really helpful because they asked me the right questions as Mm -hmm. opposed to you know pushing me in one direction and then i feel that architecture the reason why i decided it was it was a non-decision because i wasn't ready to either choose an artistic path or a scientific path Mm. and still to me architecture was a way to merge numbers and logic and organization to a creative expression totally yeah yeah Yeah. i mean mean, it was not all planned out it was just you know (laughs) i feel like you're you know that that was like your um romantic age uh, what, mm. what is that what is the era i'm trying to think oh the renaissance the, renaissance, uh, the yeah, European. There was this humanism yeah. yeah like you were you mm. were having a michelangelo moment mm. yes because he well him I'm, and i'm putting uh, it on my body or Vin- yeah, yes please yes. <laughs> were, were da vinci and michelangelo working together at the same time or are they many years apart uh, i think they were many years apart but i don't want to get into like my lack of but, knowledge but, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, like, I, you'll know better than us i don't so. mean to put you on the spot but like <laughs> yeah. when i look at their you know how like so many of their sketches and notebooks mm. and schematics are like still like things you can look at uh it actually does make me think of you and like the technical slash artistic wow. meeting together yeah. so maybe architecture was yeah that's yeah that sounds like the perfect place totally imagine that you know back then um and i'm like ancient i feel like ancient uh, <laughs> so because we were in italy and i don't know how it worked here but i spent the first three years of like studying architecture without a computer yeah. so wow. you know how i used to draw these like gigantic you know pieces of paper of floor plans elevations and three-dimensional yeah. things by hand yeah. wow. so and there's a lot of like technical drawings there and if you think about it like drawing a floor plan is already an abstraction of reality mm-hmm. such as a map or yeah. a data visualization is and so i guess that you know well, there's a connection yeah that makes such a i feel like that's such a profound impact probably on yeah. your work that maybe other people are not yeah. having today in architecture school because they're just because doing everything they on a computer, computer. Yeah. i am so glad that uh, i am part of the generation as you know we are but at the same yeah. time i don't exactly know if the italian 
situation is aligned with the American situation I mean, in terms I think of like maybe we were a little bit, a bit ahead, ahead, but yeah. still, I mean, like I didn't have, I wasn't doing everything on the computer, and there was like a lot of like in the computer lab, like yeah. you weren't yeah. just like bringing your laptop everywhere. Sure. And stuff, yeah, when it know? was like time to crunch to finish a paper, like you had to make a special trip yes. to use the computer. <laughs> okay, and, so we were sort of like and similar. nobody was bringing computers to class. To class, yeah. yeah, like you were still writing in notebooks and then like doing your papers. Yeah. That would drive me crazy now if I was trying to teach and I looked out and I saw and dozens of laptops. Yeah. Like, there's no way they're like just listening mm-hmm. to your I know, lecture. Right? With, like, yeah. We were in that class together. <laughs> we're taking an FIT class together. <laughs> Yeah. We went we, we went back to college. Yeah, oh, and I was actually wow. kind of surprised by like one young woman like busted out her computer. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what they that's do what now. They do. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not taking notes. <laughs> no, she's oh, Facebooking, she's like Instagramming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Or they're checking out Georgia Loopy's data visualization <laughs> on, on Instagram. Good, good uh, um, no, but but yeah, I feel that I I feel lucky that um I'm part of this like in between knowing how to do things on a computer, of course, but like yeah. having experienced yeah. a uh, paper only, um, you know, environment before. Yeah. And do, with your drawing now, I mean, I'm, I'm certain a lot of your heavy work is on the computer, but does mm-hmm. a lot of your work start in your sketch pad? To me, still everything starts in my sketch pad because it is my way to connect in my mind to what can mm-hmm. be an output. But I do know that, for example, some of the designers in my company, they do they have the same mental process starting to sketch in Adobe Illustrator, oh, which is, you know, like a, a program of software that they use. And I see that they can sketch there, but to me, sketching in a way that it is about understanding that you had an idea and figuring out the basics of the representation still needs to happen on yeah. paper. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and did Prima uh, witness you go through <laughs> architecture school? She did. Actually, she passed away in, um, it was like 2016. So yeah. just, you oh, know, cool. three years ago. So she yeah, saw yeah. a lot of she your saw, new work too. Sure, sure. Yeah, oh, she couldn't great. She couldn't hold my book in her hands, but but <sighs> she, she understood the project and everything. Oh, and there great. are memories of her um, in the book, which actually, you know, it's it's interesting. It's, it's funny how life um, happens because when I started the project and in the book, my grandfather, my grandmother, and my dad were still alive, and mm. right now the three of them are gone. So oh, there's wow. a lot of like memory in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's so nice that you honor them in, in your work yeah. too. Yeah. Do yeah. Uh, and did you so after school did you go to work in as an architect did you have a job in that field uh, uh, yes and no in the sense that the architect who was also my professor for my master thesis he hired me to work in her in his studio because he was mm-hmm. both a teacher and a professional but um, actually what I was doing there it was sort of like more of communication design so let's say that um, he and some people in the studio would uh, design the, the project and so they would kind of like you know design the building or design the installation I was the one who was communicating it to the potential clients and so mm-hmm. it was more of like a representation of what it can be and uh, even diagrams on how the space could be used and so I was already out of the process of building a building or building yeah. you know a, a physical space but rather telling stories about this space mm. yes yeah. yeah yeah and he saw your value as somebody who can take like a I don't know why I keep thinking in terms of textures, but like a mm. hard-edged thing and make it more soft and accessible. Yeah, yeah ex- probably yes. I mean, I owe a lot to him because you know, um, I feel that the first job that you have uh, can can be very important for what you think in the future. And he was really. Um, interesting because it gave me so much responsibility i would be on a meeting with a client like day number two of my work yeah. and so you know throwing you out there and then yeah, yeah. 
awesome. him having faith in you. And yeah. just, I, it's interesting too, that they're doing like the technical, like creating this building in their minds. And then they're like, send the charming, like adorable Georgia out front yeah. to like yeah, exactly. pitch this thing. That's so smart. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty wise of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and where in, in your story does Gabrielle come along? Yeah. So uh, at that point I was still back close to my hometown. Like I studied in Ferrara, which is mm-hmm. one of these three cities that was uh, close by. But after a little bit, I felt that this is really, I mean, I moved from like the tiny um, city to the like, slightly bigger city and mm-hmm. I needed okay let's try something like more courageous and mm-hmm. I went to Milan uh-huh. <laughs> like step by step baby steps yeah. to here um, and so I went to Milan and I used to work for an interaction design firm um, there um, where is actually that, what is interaction design uh, interaction design is um, well uh, is a let's say discipline about design that shapes the way that you interact with things, especially in the physical space. So, you know, physical installations like re- and retail, like it what? could be retail, but it was mostly for museums or, okay. you know, and the interaction design part is that mostly there, there were in, interactive installations and mm-hmm. so you will kind of like at the time 10 years ago have these like detachable tables and stuff that happens like there for accessing let's say the collection of a museum or mm-hmm. the collection mm-hmm. of an exhibition so yeah um i w- used to work there and um my roommate at the time in milan for some reasons was connected with gabriel who's my husband and my mm-hmm. partner in business as well and you know friend of a friend uh one evening i remember that i used to take circus classes like trapezius classes of course you did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was like end of May and uh, I was just supposed to like to go home and my roommate texted me to say, hey, uh, I'm here with these guys that I'm working with, like, you know, swing by. And it was like all sweaty, you know, the moment uh-huh. when you're like, no, I just want to go home. I mean, yeah. and then, <laughs> but then I did start by and he was there uh, and it was not love at first sight, but it was a friendship that started right away. And then yeah. after, um, I would say nine months of intense friendship, we started dating. Oh, that's so sweet. Lovely. And that yeah. was, that was, what eight years ago or something uh, that was nine years ago um nine years ago wow yeah <laughs> that's so cute and he he worked in the same industry at the same time or similar industry? similar he's my age and so after so he studied as a designer but communication design so graphic design okay. and after that with four of his mates from college he started his own company and they used to do motion graphics so video post-production uh, and this company is still really successful and still there. But after five years, it sort of like got tired about the output, only working on video. Mm-hmm. And um, it was an interesting moment because at that time I was in this company interaction design lab and I was already sort of like managing my own clients and my own team with another person whose name is Simone, who is now our third partner. Oh, wow. And so, and we were thinking to starting our own thing because we practically have been working as entrepreneurs within another company and so it felt natural to start our own thing and he was tired and so we started these conversations as you know at a bar and something like that yeah and so organically it happened that we started our company uh, and that was in may 2011 and then, you know, it's a eight years old company now. And That's you started it in amazing. Italy. In Italy. Okay. Yeah. And and most of our team, let's say all of our team is still in Italy. We have 35 people in Italy. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's pretty big now. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so you must work very early hours. I am a very early riser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, and you two started the New York satellite office. Uh, yeah. When did you come to New York? 2012. Pretty, pretty soon. Yeah. Okay. Um, my first 
time in New York was in 2011 in August because mm -hmm. we decided to spend the days of vacation that we gave ourselves. We were not even paying our salaries. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, days yeah. of vacation, how do you count them? Um, in New York and like not traveling the US, but trying to be here. And so we were here for, I would say, 30 days probably oh wow all the month of august um and i Oof. did you quite the month to choose yeah. and yeah. it was also uh, to, and also there was like irene the hurricane oh, yeah. 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 so anyway but then i really felt in love with the energy of the city and yeah. i wanted to find a way to come back did you airbnb we did what the, neighbor what neighborhood uh chelsea which is i, f I mean it, i think it was chelsea because it was a 14th street and 7th avenue oh that's great. yeah, yeah. basically like chelsea union yeah. square yeah amazing um, that was the first month. Then, because when I started the company, I should mention that I also started a PhD in design in Milan. So you were like, you know what? I haven't, I I haven't like, done know, enough I have school. Time. Yeah. yeah, my plate is not just like runneth over. Uh, oh my god, I was working twenty four seven. Um, but within the PhD thing, um, you could spend some time abroad. And so after getting back from like after coming back from New York to Italy, I was scheming to finding a way to get back to New York. Mm -hmm. And so I applied for a six month period of being a visiting researcher at Parson here. Okay. Yeah. And so that's why that's in 2012. That's our co competing college. We go to oh. FIT. We're not, we don't really, if we knew you went to Parsons, oh, we I might not have here. invited you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was the only option. <laughs> we're we're no. glad I brought you here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so in September 2012, I moved here and Gabriel came along to see if it was also possible to find clients for our company. Cool. And that went well. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. So I got to ask, you're doing trapeze. I met you at a yoga retreat, <laughs> former dancer. Yeah. What? Ta tell us about the, you, it sounds like you have like a real deep, like connection with mm -hmm. physicality and movement and your your body how uh, tell me how does yoga fit into your life now? yeah now uh well i started doing yoga only two years ago actually because before then i think i've taken some yoga classes but completely on and off i i must have taken like 10 yoga classes in my life before starting. Um, and so it was a particular moment in my life because uh, in January 2017, my dad passed away mm -hmm. in a car accident. So oh, it was pretty, gosh. I'm fine speaking about yeah. it now. Yeah, yeah, but it was pretty unexpected. And I was here in Italy. And I'm sorry, I was here in New York. And of course they were in Italy. My mm. mom was alone because we have no family left. So Ugh. it was a tricky moment. I spent some time with my mom mm -hmm. for sure, but then I needed to come back here. And I felt that really, you know, besides, therapy of course and try and process it therapy of course did you hear yeah. that everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, this so episode glad. this episode of who cares is brought to you by therapy we are yes fingers crossed <laughs> uh, no uh, but anyway besides working on like grieving i needed um I wouldn't say like channel my energy somewhere, but to find some sort of like rituals or things that mm -hmm. um, could on the one hand bring me closer to myself and on the other hand bring me, bringing me out of my mind. And mm -hmm. for some reasons, yoga at the time felt good. Uh, I started, you know, one one day I um, decided to went to New York City. That mm -hmm. is the studio that we uh, both go to. And the first class that I've taken was Emily's class. Oh, and I yeah. remember that, you know, the energy of the space, the... There, there's something about this space that definitely attracted me back mm -hmm. the second day and the third day. Yeah. And then it's it's becoming, you know, it became really like a routine and now I'm practicing six days a week. And if I cannot go to the studio or practice at home, it's mm -hmm. become, wow. yeah, it became such a, like a huge part of my life. Yeah. And uh, does it, um, does it 
help with because I assume a lot of your work involves sitting and staring at a screen <laughs> or at your at your work in front yeah. of you for long periods of time. Yeah. Uh, does it help get out and get your body moving? Absolutely. And- yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need I need to move. <laughs> I've always needed to move. It's uh, it's it's a practice that I really like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're very brave. I remember during the... Uh, oh, the acro yoga sessions. Yeah, during the <laughs> retreat, the acrobatic yoga that you you would just volunteer for. Because I uh, like playing. There's such a playful aspect in these things that I really like playing. Yeah. I remember actually when we were on the retreat together, you were talking about a book that you had read about how like adults yeah, need to play Yeah, don't play, play enough. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't remember the title then, yeah, now, but totally that play is an element that uh we are not supposed to do as adults yeah. but it's such an important part of like yeah feeling alive and being connected with our um primary instinct mm-hmm. so yeah no totally we should play more yeah <laughs> <No>. let's play <laughs> now <laughs> yeah. well I, th- I think yeah i think there is like an element to silly play whether it's actually physical or just playing games we yeah. we played on our wedding anniversary we had an airbnb upstate and we played cards mm, where we didn't yeah. have our phones in front of us and it, there was it like it was a, like so fun yeah <laughs> sure and we probably won't do that again for a very long we time will, we, will. But we, we said like we should do this yeah please um but uh also physical play like actually using your body exhausting your body i i uh for one reason or another yesterday was just feeling like depressed and not happy and frustrated and just like Mm. you know whatever and and ross said why don't you go to the gym and i did go to the gym listen to music worked out uh i'm not even that athletic but i i i've had such an energy boost since oh you feel so better Mm -hmm. yeah it's so great i feel it i mean you cannot it's hard to like to think about even regretting a workout or regretting a yoga class. You might be tired and being like, I don't want to go. But after that, you're always, you know. Yeah. yeah. How about you? I mean, you have a a really deep connection with yoga. And yeah. Movement. Well, and I, I think um, since I discovered New Love City around the same time you yeah. did, I think. Um, and that was the first time that I had a regular practice. And I always like, I you know, I think... Um, being like having the background of a dancer, like as a young person, Mm -hmm. you know that like movement is available to you. Um, But I had like so many resentments and hangups around dance. And I always knew that yoga was like a more healing version of movement for me. And it didn't feel like this compare and despair type thing that ballet specifically was for me for so many years. but I just could never get myself into a habit, whether it would be like, I just didn't find the right studio or whatever. And um, I do think that New Love City does have like some special aura about it. Like, I don't know what it is exactly, but <laughs> it's like drag that they put in there. Yeah, I'm like, I, you know, it's like this, it's yeah. like the mixture of the space with the teachers yeah. and, you know, there is just something about it that's really lovely. And, um, you know, I was, I ended up going there because of, um, I thought that I was like stalking them to potentially like try out some like athleisure product that mm-hmm. I was like trying to create a business, oh, you know? And I was like, oh, this is like the vibe of like the type of yoga people that I want to dress, you know? Mm. And then that just like completely fell by the wayside because I was like, oh my God, I don't want to make clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of time yeah. and money. No, thank you. Um, but I think it really just kind of brought me 
to that studio and then I mm-hmm. fell in love with it like you did where I was just like oh I guess I'm just gonna keep going back going, and, sure. and see what I like and what I don't like you know um but now like since that time breaking my arm and not being able to practice for like over two months I mean I really I just went back for the first time three days ago and it was like mm-hmm. unbelievable I was like my body was like thirsty you know like I could truly it you know it sounds very dramatic but (laughs) it was very like I you know I was thirsty and I drank water and I was like oh thank god (laughs) you know like wow and it didn't feel as challenging as I thought it was gonna be like everything you know the sense memory of it all was still like very present and um I'm just like craving it now like I keep being like Maybe I should rest tomorrow. And I'm like, but it feels so good. Oh, totally. No, yeah. I have a hard time sometimes resting. And you mean even like taking one day off a week. But then I know that I need it on the long yeah. run. So I do it. But like sometimes even when I'm traveling, um, I travel with my yoga mat. And like, I yeah. feel like everybody thinks like, oh, she's a yoga. Per-. No, I'm just like rolling up my mat before meetings. And I want to do it. It feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think the same's true with um, hanging out with people like yeah because mm. there's so many times that i'm like oh god i gotta go see this guy i want to isolate yeah. whatever then, like i don't feel it's gonna mm-hmm. be awkward and then you go and it's like so nice that's why i'm grateful for this podcast mm-hmm. it forces us to like hang out with people yeah, yeah. and each other i want to cancel every single time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm glad that you didn't cancel today yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like five it's nothing personal it's yeah, literally I know, I know. every single time yeah. Yeah, i understand yeah it's, it's well, like especially i mean i feel that as you get as you get older it yeah. is harder sometimes yeah. it's just like yeah because you need your alone time and and we can get rigid into our habits and into our laziness and yes. tired and i tired, mean this yeah. goddamn city is exhausting. It is exhausting yeah and you can really lean into yeah. that exhaustion and be like yeah. i'm exhausted yeah. like, i'm like entitled yeah yeah i deserve to be but and like, you can always yeah. trust that the other person involved also wants to cancel <laughs> yes. okay so. so you're practically just like waiting for the other person to cancel please cancel yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a game of chicken yes exactly Uh, but i think like uh yoga too you know as we understand it is like movement meditation right uh and i think it's i don't want to speak for you but i you know there's so much of just like people have turned it into a fitness class right and Mm -mm -mm. there's nothing wrong with that i i try to take the idea of like like some form of yoga is better than no yoga at all even if it's like you know, a wine and yoga yeah. thing, which I really <laughs> struggle with. <laughs> like right. if one more person asks me about goat yoga, I'm going to lose my yeah. fucking mind. But Gosh. All right, everybody, we're going to detox before you retox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, beer yoga, wine yoga. Like, yeah. I, yeah. you know, I guess whatever gets you to the mat, right? Yeah. That's like That's what I try to remember. Still. All right, we're going to finish this class be- before one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do always think of you and you said that you like sometimes need a bit of chocolate yeah. before you go before, into class. But before energy. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I love but, that. but it is it is very true. It is different. I mean, I do prefer the classes that is not only like a workout mm-hmm. in the mat, yeah. but it has a sort of like, yeah. Totally. Well, and even if it, it doesn't have to be like, we're getting into like the eight limbs of yoga like and like, chakras. yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, talking about all the different Sanskrit and understanding mm-hmm. spiritual meanings. I think it's just like, truly connecting with your breath yeah you know and giving yourself pause and like being very aware of when you're comparing yourself to other people in mm. the studio and like yeah. like why am Stopping i being so competitive yeah. like what is this about what like what's coming up for me and like that 
is why I kind of love it so much. Is and that- this is the big difference with dance. Um, yes. The one thing that, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I don't know if it's similar with you, Ross, but um, what I love of most yoga studios is that there's no mirror. And mm-hmm. so you're really oh, yeah. just in your body and you're moving because you feel things yes. as opposed to seeing and judging and realigning yeah. because yes. you see. It's, there, there's, there's a quality of like having less um, eyes for other people and yes. I feel it really brings you into your yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also when you're looking in a mirror, like the world is backwards. Oh, like yeah. you're literally not seeing That's deep, man. like reality, <laughs> you know, like wow. your left hand is your right hand. It's like fucking man. crazy, man. Like, dude, <laughs> don't look in the mirror, man. It's just backwards. <laughs> That's what I should have said to my, my obnoxious ballet teachers as a child. It's like, oh, wow. It's like backwards, backwards. in there, man. <laughs> Uh, Turn face down. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned rigidity in your routine uh, or that people have that. Are there things that you do, um, uh, rituals? Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to yoga every day. Uh, do you have a certain pen you sketch with? Uh, what, what are, what are, She's uh, nodding and being like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, you know me. If, if Gabriel was here, what oh, would he okay. make fun of you for? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yes, uh, I feel that, you know, I, ca- I can become a bit rigid and attached to my mm. routines and things that I feel that are healthy. And I feel it is healthy that I'm recognizing it, but there's sure. still some work to do and becoming mm-hmm. more like, you know, chilled out. So mm-hmm. yoga, it has become something that I need to be doing it or otherwise if I don't do it for like two, three days, four days in a row, there's a part of my brain that thinks that the world's gonna fall apart and (laughs) nothing will ever happen but you know that yoga now it has become some sort of like that addiction which you know it is a healthy addiction then yeah i always carry pens and papers with me if you saw like in my bag there's like a sketchbook with like i mean and i don't want to um like advertise products but i use muji pens Muji is a great store. It's just a sponsor of the podcast. We're happily taking sponsors. They're the the notebook I recommend when comedians are asking for what kind of notebook to use. Yeah, and I've only used one of them. I just haven't been near a Muji store lately, but I like their spiral bound notebooks because they are cheaper than everything else in the market at that quality level. Mm -hmm. And you can, uh, you know, they're spiraled so that you can flip it over and it's, it it, it's, it'll lay yeah. flat yeah yeah i don't use the their notebooks i use the pens like mm-hmm. i only have like letter size slightly thicker than normal ream paper yeah. and the reason why i like letter size and folders better than sketchbooks is because it's more flexible in the sense that you know if i'm taking notes for a possible project and i'm i don't need to carry like the 11 sketchbooks right. of 11 mm. different projects with me i can then you know put it in, or a, binder. Put it in a binder later yeah, yeah. yeah. So these two things, well, then our apartment is pretty neat. And so I'd like no. to leave the apartment. <laughs> no, really? That's like a, <laughs> a surprise. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So I like to just leave the apartment and having yeah. it neat if and possible. Are you, are you two similar in that We one? are. Yeah, we that's are. Good. No, no. Yeah, totally. And does, <laughs> he, does Gabriel work out or do yoga or anything like that? I dragged him to the latest <laughs> retreat, like the camp below the last uh-huh. one. Uh, and... So, okay, let me like backward a little. For his last birthday, last April, I my gift for him were some yoga classes with Connor. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Right. Yeah. Some one-on-one Private sessions, one-on-one right? Private one-on-one sessions that, you know, I don't know if it was a selfish type of 
gift for yeah. me to say. I've given oh, just a start yoga. I've given yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> but he loved Connor. He loved yoga. Uh, hi, Connor, by the way. Hi, yeah. Connor. We're listening to you. We're huge fans of Connor huge in this house. Connor. Then I feel that, you know, he was okay in coming with the, to the retreat. He enjoyed the hot tub situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, was it was working. Yeah, it was cool. the same spot. <laughs> insane place. Um, and the cat skills, right? Yeah, which yeah. Took. But then I feel, I mean, it, it just didn't follow up. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't, it doesn't work out. But right now, one thing that he enjoys doing is um, he was a former guitar player, but oh, not cool. professional. He's just yeah. like, mm-hmm. it has a hobby. And he started to play and to take, take guitar lessons. And oh, crazy. These are these kind of hobbies that as an adult you do for no reason. Yeah. And these are really great to have. And I feel that he's really enjoying like the, the making of like composing a song mm-hmm. for, for no reason. Yeah. yeah. Type of thing. I feel like that's a very kind of new thing i don't know if i've aged into it or i think like the wellness movement has led to people just talking about doing things for no reason and taking yeah. up a hobby and things like that which feels new like in the in mm. our culture like our culture is a very like well what's the what am i going to get yeah, out what's of this the end game yeah. Yeah. yeah uh and it seems very like european to to do that so yeah i'm glad be. i'm glad gabriel's getting in touch with his european I was, roots i was <laughs> i was actually <laughs> reading something regarding that how i guess in germany they're very interested in people's hobbies mm. and yeah. that like that's yeah. kind of the thing that they ask each that's other that's the first thing is not what do you do but like if you start speaking is yeah. more about what you're interested in yeah. what you do in your spare time what do you, that's yeah. the yeah. thing what that do you they enjoy ask. doing oh, yeah, yeah. as opposed to what life. do you do yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're doing it all better post world war 2 but like one thing <laughs> that i can say is that it's so interesting like one of the best things that happened in my life was moving here but not only for new york but like being in touch and like being immersed uh, at 30 years old, what was that? Um, at, in a completely different culture mm-hmm. with people who grow up uh, in a different way with different cultural references. I mean, it was challenging, it still is challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I also remember that we were speaking about that the retreat. Yeah. But uh, it opened my mind so much. Mm-hmm. It helped me like get out of myself and the things that I've always considered truth, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel that, you know, that for me was a big thing. That's yeah, how do you yeah. like it here in America? Oh, I love it. I mean, yeah. New York, I do know that New York is special. So yeah. Yeah. I love it here in New York. Uh, and I feel that, I don't know, I feel that I was meant to be here. Yeah. I believe that the pay, not necessarily the pace of the things because it is intense, but the energy and the opportunities and the yeah. people that you meet here, mm-hmm. it's the conversations that you have here mm-hmm. are way more, I would say, interesting first of all mm-hmm. um but also deep than yeah. yeah some of the stuff that i yeah used to live with in italy <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i have to ask while you're here um i think i asked you this question in Socrates during the retreat mm. but you've got to give us some uh italian restaurant uh, oh, yeah. suggestions what, what, who <laughs> sure. is who in new york is doing italian correctly okay well let's say that i'm not uh, very picky with Italian food in the okay. sense that like Gabriel would and, and, and then you know I, I can send you suggestions later Gabriel would be better mm-hmm. than me in explaining why certain restaurants gotcha. are okay. better than okay. others but let's say they might taste so I'll, I'll, I'll filter the restaurants in this in this way there are a few places that taste is, taste like my grandmother's mm-hmm. like cuisine. So yeah. it's just like the quality of the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one uh, is actually in East Willensburg and it's called Il Passatore. Passatore. Oh, oh yeah. I love an El Passatore. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> I think uh, that Bushwick I, Avenue, right? Yeah. I think that I really like it because the 
it's very local to where I was born. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Then, like for pizza, uh, I would say that Saragina, of course. Mm. Do you know Saragina? I don't know. Well, Saragina in Betsai. Saragina. Saragina. Okay. Uh, Jot these down, hon. Yeah. She's like, Saragina. And I'm like, Saragina? Okay. I can pronounce it the American way, Saragina or Saragina. No, please don't pronounce it the American way. We've been getting very good Italian food at Union Pizza Works in Bushwick. Yeah, that pizza is very good as well. Well, it feels... I think it's run by actual Italian people, okay. like from Italy, not like American Italians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There seems to be like a fair amount of Italians and Europeans that go there. So that's what I've always, I'm like, it must be it good. Must be. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It is. Uh, one other gem of a little place that I'm not sure that I want to disclose It's just going to be off the mic. Yeah, no, oh, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, if you, if you want to keep it, exclu- because you want to keep it exclusive yeah, exactly. or because. Because I want to keep it exclusive. Okay. No, but, it, but, but, but it's, some, it's really, really nice. It's it's not a restaurant, but it's a place that you can go like during the day and you can even work from there. It closes mm. up at 8 p.m. You might know it. It's called Lella Alimentari. L E L L A Alimentari. And it is in Willensburg, close to the Lorimer, in between the Lorimer and the Grand Stop. Mm. And their Piadina. The Piadina is like a particular. Mm, type of panini but it's like very thin it's like a oh. very and you can get that at Passatore mm-hmm. their piadina is to die for oh. their yeah. cappuccino their croissant and it's kind of like a tiny place Ooh. where you have all of these like mm. Italian products such as a you know a place where you would buy things yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you have tables and wi-fi's and you guys should go like in another era, another era you could see yeah. Prima in the corner yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, writing, writing in her diary yeah. I love that you like my grandmother. <laughs> yeah, she sounds so sweet. Yeah, and I, I, I was picturing her as this like, you know, uh, seamstress and this person that constructed things. And then you mentioned her cooking, and it's just so interesting yeah. that like people are have so many things they're good at, and yeah. and that you have so many great memories of her. It's so cool. And uh, one day, you know, you're gonna your your work is gonna have that effect on so many people, and <laughs> and we we I we I think we have very we we have feelings like that uh, toward you also like oh. like I mentioned like I you know it I'll never forget you like sketching these portraits and stuff. <laughs> it's just such a sweet thing. well and I love that we met you in a very different context like Patrick was saying before yes. too and that you're like you I, know I we, love that so much too yeah. like oh one you made me think that one of the reasons why I also really like yoga in the yoga community is that, you know, you can like see people every day and talk to people every day. And it's not about your work and your status yeah. and what you do and how many, you know, mm-hmm. like publications or stuff you have. It's really about like connecting with human beings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And checking in with each other in these like sort of brief passings, but yeah. you were all sort of like doing Be- this practice But being together, together in practice, yeah. I feel like, you know, it, it brings you close even yeah. if you're not speaking. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, anytime you're like sweating in a room, like, <laughs> like 30 sweating people. Sweating on another person. Yeah. yeah. Doing awkward positions where you're like crotches in someone's face yeah. and you're just like, I'm not making eye contact. <laughs> I think my last yoga class was New Year's. We, we went to yoga yeah. for New Year's Day. Uh, well, New, New Year's, Year's Eve, Eve yeah. into, yeah. Uh, I don't mm. think I've been to yoga since then. Mm. Well, I haven't been suggesting you go while I've been, you know, chicken winging it over here. Yeah, you've been healing. (laughs) But I'm going to get you back in. Uh, One more stupid American question. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, (laughs) Did Amanda Knox do it? (laughs) 
I'm not responding. You have, uh, the, you have the inside scoop, obviously, yeah, right? No. Although I think it's I think it's clear that she did not do it, but I think the controversy is more about how that all went down with the authorities there. But yeah, no, no. please don't comment. Please don't comment. I'm not comment. commenting. But on the American uh, Americanity thing, I need to mention that you two were witnessing my first s'mores ever. Oh, do you yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I do you remember. You got so excited. Yeah. Yes. More than I. Yes. You, <laughs> you're like, it's, it's good, just like I guess. Cookie with fire <laughs> and like. <laughs> so you have You're like, we have much better desserts than this yeah. in Italy. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are we doing? <laughs> have you had any since then? No. Is my, no, well. What about yes, ice cream? Second, what about an ice second, cream form? Um, what do you mean? Like, have you ever had a Ben and Jerry's s'mores <laughs> ice cream? <laughs> No, because oh, you know not. how America loves to just like bastardize Best, yeah, yeah. things <laughs> and like, like, we're going to make s'mores ice saying. cream. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I got, and yeah, that was not correct. I um, had another experience with s'mores at the second <laughs> retreat. Okay, of okay, yeah. so you cheated on us with uh, yeah, other yogis. We couldn't make it that time around, yeah, know, but... Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we eat s'mores, Ben and & Jerry's, and you have, like, a single scoop of very good like gelato. Like, delicious gelato. <laughs> yeah. But, so, but I'm not understanding the dynamic. So, like, ice cream would melt right away on fire, right? So, yeah, you, no, like, so you wait <laughs> with the ice cream, and then you, like, no, put no, So, no. it's just, it's just, like, flavored ice cream. It's a flavored ice cream. Ice cream. Oh. So, it's, like, s'mores, oh. flavored oh ice God. cream. But there's, like... I'm not even understanding. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, sure. I mean... It kind of you so become all aware like, of how ridiculous it is as you explain it to somebody who doesn't know what it is. You know it's what? Like, I'm going to yes. explain it the way I feel about it. That it's one of the best <laughs> things on the planet. And here's what it is: if it. I was Ben or Jerry and I had to <laughs> Hi ben. pitch, Hi pitch this product <laughs> to you, I would say that it is vanilla ice cream hmm. is the base, and then we're going to mix in like the graham cracker dust we'll mm. mix that through he's passionate uh and then we're gonna put chocolate chunks in there wow. along with uh, a marshmallow swirl a marshmallow swirl mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're gonna recreate the flavors of a actual s'mores wow it within the ice cream <laughs> and we might even make it we're gonna make it like extra vanilla-y to give it that oh. kind of smoked campfire flavor oh my oh god. god you're selling it to me okay i need to try it <laughs> it's pretty i mean it is a pretty good ice cream yeah. but it is very sweet. I feel like yeah. you'll have like two bites and be like, mm, that was delicious. Now enough. Yeah. And then <laughs> Whereas, yeah. like we're like, Ugh, like eating and the there's whole so bite. much there's so much sugar. You'll just like sketch through a whole pad of like 100 pages. You're like ripping, <laughs> You're ripping again, again. <laughs> you finished your third book by the end of the pint. <laughs> like it was delicious, but, but uh, <laughs> Well, this has been so great. So, oh, hey, where wait, where can wait. people no, find no, no, you? No, 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 you guys. Oh. You have you have no, more. No, 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 no. Where's Rumba? Oh, oh jeez, jeez. Hi, <laughs> hi, hello, George. It's so nice to meet you. I'm Rumba. You are oh. such a special. You are such a special <laughs> guest on the podcast. As another Italian, I am so happy to oh, have you Italian, here Rumba? in the space. I, yeah, I feel that Rumba's Italian, but she's lost her accent quite. <laughs> <laughs> You, you see, I've been Rumba, wor- go back to your dock and I've been, I've been working in this country for so many, many weeks and months since the podcast, and I have so many bookings coming up <laughs> that I have to, I, I end up integrating, <laughs> integrating into, amongst my clientele, and uh, sometimes, you know, there's this family on the Upper West Side I've been cleaning for, and they prefer I do not sound like from my home country. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. But uh, you, tu, you, tu e io potremmo parlare in italiano adesso, vero Rumba? Quindi ora mi rispondi. 
Not to put you on the spot. To, to see Georgia, my <laughs> settings, my settings <laughs> are, are permanently locked into the dumb American uh, setting. Oh, so. I'll, I will unlock you, Rumba, after <laughs> this. <laughs> Georgia's happy to unlock you, Rumba. Yeah, Rumba, oh, if you want. So, so Rumba, just say Jace. Jace. Let's do another episode. We are so, so happy that you are here and you, uh, you, 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 you. Not a lot of <laughs> suffering while George has been no, here. No, so, so much light, so much beauty, so many data points, so much data visualization. <laughs> it is, it is such a special talent you have and we're so grateful you are here <laughs> and uh, there's no emotional turmoil that I sense at the moment, so I do not have to work very hard. Uh, Grazie, Rumba. It's oh, a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Grazie, Rumba. E tu? When I say e, e tu? Uh, mm. <laughs> what a natural so Rumba. Oh, I forgot. I forgot you're a fan of Rumba. <laughs> she was like, no, no, no. I, we are I, not I, saying goodbye. We're not done. I yeah. made a special request. <laughs> thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, thank you. Well, before we go, though, I want to I just want to mm. highlight a couple things so that people can check out your work. So we mentioned your Instagram at yeah. Georgia Loopy. And, uh, and Georgia is with an I, not with an yes, E. Because right. I got spell all it, of them is spelling. Spell it for so a it's simpleton. Not with, it's not as the state is G-I-O-R-G-I-A-L-U-P-I. And it's all one word. Yeah, and I'm every like pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, uh, she's very Googleable. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, and then your your exhibit, your your company's work is highlighted in the entry of this exhibit in Milan. In Milan, yeah, the Design Museum in Milan. Yeah. Yeah, and so you could check out the New York Times wrote a really cool piece about that whole thing. That is such a cool project in general. All the other installations are so cool, also. Um, Thank you. Describe what that is, yeah. wh- what that uh, event is. Sure. So this is a, the 22nd Milan Triennial. Mm-hmm. Um, so a triennial should happen every three years, of course, but like there has been delays because Italy. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> In any case. I love that the triennial is not even triennial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're That's speaking funny. about that. You Amazing. <laughs> really to the point. So Paolo Antonelli, who serves as the senior curator of, of art and design, architecture and design in the Museum of Modern Art um, also is the curator of the 22nd Triennial. And the theme of the Triennial is really interesting. It's it, The Triennial is called Broken Nature, but she explores our relationship with nature in this moment in a very uh, broad way where nature is our relationship with ourselves, our identity, mm. other species, the society, space, discoveries, like a really um, broad definition of environment. And the exhibition in and on itself is fantastic and it... Uh, it brings you to really understand all of the different aspects of how technology technology changed our relationship with nature. Mm. There are like artistic commissions as well as like prototypes that have been used. Very, very eclectic exhibition. And she commissioned us to design uh, what she called the Room of Change, which is the very first room that pe- visitors will like enter into when they get to see the exhibition. And the brief was do what you want because she's very, I mean, she trusts us very much. But the idea is try to, 
worry people about the idea that mm. our planet and our environment is changing, has mm. changed, and will likely continue changing. And so uh, because the only other installation in the room were two big screens projecting images from NASA from above, and mm-hmm. so like the morphology of our planet changing, we did a data tapestry that went into the minutia of how things change over time, mm-hmm. like from the ancient ages to even like speculations about the future, overlapping more than 40 data set about you know again the, the themes of the exhibition yeah. but as you see it you might not even understand that there's data behind it is it feels such an Escher type of painting mm. then from left to right following the timeline yeah. slowly changes but you only see the changing of the things from far above and not you know right. from close by um, and so and you can read about it and you can see it because it's hard to describe it and with there's words. a legend that helps you there's a legend it. actually the legend is really placed in the middle of the room as um, this sort of like navigations map that you have with mountains when mm-hmm. you're like you know like peeking at like mm. the top of the mountains the mountains range and you have like that type of uh, navigation map Um, and really the idea is that if you really look closely like at spans of one year and two years which is the vertical um, alignment you don't really notice change but if you can like zoom back you really see things changing Oh, that's so cool. I wish I could go. Yeah. It's, it has been a lot of work. Yeah. But very fascinating. And it's beautiful. There, the the uh, I think on your site, there's some, some inserts, or no, I guess it was on the time site, the inserts of like the lines and the, the symbols and the yeah. dots are, are just very pleasing to the eye. Uh, but that I that's so cool to hear you say it like that, that she asked you, to worry the guests because uh, worry in the sense like you know not only in an alarming way because mm-hmm. you know change can even be beautiful so there yeah. are like data set in there that are hopeful so you know the decline in like child mortalities you know mm-hmm. there, there are many data yeah. set that show how our planet and our society have changed for the best but not only but the idea yeah. is really not taking the stance in the sense of you know it's bad or good but it's like it's happening. Yeah. You know? Right. So, well, right. that's that's what struck me was um, that there are. Yeah, there's there's the history up until today represented and then the future predictions and the word apocalyptic is thrown <laughs> around quite a bit yeah. in there. And uh, it's like, oh, yeah, we are if I mean, there's going to. There's going to be big problems. I think I'm stuttering because I want to say, because we're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, but there's a positive thing. Uh, One of the data set that I found most fascinating was finding out all of the prediction of apocalypse and the end of the world down in the past. And so, like, imagine, I don't know, three centuries ago, four centuries ago, everybody was predicting that 2000 would be, you know, the thing. And then things didn't happen. And so seeing this thing from the past foreseen in the future and pull it out on a map can really uh i i i to me that means that says if all these things haven't happened then we're due (laughs) it needs to happen now well no No, of course not um Um, but this was so great uh really great yes and and what any any new projects that you've got coming out that you're excited about I'll have a, an interesting, let's say, addition to my day job in a couple of months that oh, I'm not, cool. I mean, I cannot speak about it, but I'm excited about it. Um, it's a big deal. You're, you're going back, <laughs> you're going back to architecture. I'm, yeah. I'm <laughs> finally designing houses. She's going to design a huge phallus that just like touches the sky. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. You, you can do trapeze <laughs> off of it. It's going to be great. But hand drawn. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Obviously. True to the form. All right. Cool. Um, cool. Thank you. Thank Georgia. you so much, Thank Georgia. you so much. It was Thank such you. a 
pleasure. And Roomba. Yes. <laughs> Georgia, have a great day. You are wonderful. I am Roomba. And Jace, you are welcome back anytime. And I cannot wait to do yoga with you. Oh, arrivederci. Arrivederci, Roomba. All right. See you right, at... Thank uh, you. Thank you, Georgia. Bye, bye everyone. Bye, bye. Bye, Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> <laughs>